Welcome to Pre-K Spot Talks. I am Melissa, your host and the founder of Pre-K Spot, the spot for early childhood educators to open up their teaching. I am your guide down the open-ended child-led teaching path, and together we will explore strategies and ideas so that you may open up your teaching to less stress, more engagement, and an overall joyful child-led classroom. Hey, hey, educator friends, welcome to a brand new season of Pre-K Spot Talks. We are on season six, and in this season, we are going to dive really deep into more play topics, but specifically around play. We want play to be at the center of everything that we're going to talk about in all of the next episodes during this season. In this first episode, we are going to dive into the grand theater of the mind, and we will embark on a thrilling expedition to debunk a myth. Is play merely child's fun, or is there a deeper, fascinating orchestration at play within the brain? Let's imagine our brains as vast, intricate forests. Now, imagine play as the sunlight that filters through, touching every tree, every leaf, and every underbrush. This sunlight doesn't just brighten, it nourishes. It catalyzes growth and connects the entire ecosystem. In our early years, our brains are like sponges, absorbing, growing, and constantly reshaping. And do you know what acts as the water for this sponge? Yes, you guessed it, play. Dr. Jack Pansep, A pioneering neuroscientist identified a play system in the brains of mammals. This isn't just about fun. It's a fundamental brain process deeply intertwined with learning, creativity, and social bonds. So while on the surface, little Jamie playing with building blocks might seem like a simple game, delve deeper and you'll find neurons firing, connections forming, and a mini architect in the making. You know me, you've heard me say it before, and I'll continue to say it. Teachers and early child care caregivers are brain architects. But here's where it gets even more exciting. Like, could it possibly? Let's paint a picture, shall we? Picture a grand canvas. That's the world of education and learning. Now, add vibrant splashes of color. These are lessons in math, science, language, and so on. But what gives this painting depth texture, soul, the invisible strokes of play. It's like the magic in the backdrop, seemingly weaving knowledge into experience. The world-renowned expert, Dr. Stuart Brown, one of my favorites, and P.S., by the way, we are reading his book this month in the book club. So if you want to jump in now, jump in now and join us in this conversation. The link for the Read to Play book club, a $7 a month subscription membership, is in the show notes. We talk all about uh, books and we read articles all about play and we connect with like-minded educators through our community. Back to Dr. Stuart Brown. He once said, play is the stick that stirs the drink. It blends our cognitive abilities, emotions, and social interactions. And believe me, this cocktail is potent. But here's the golden question. Why does the universe, in all its grand design, place such significance on play? Could it be because play is the universe's secret sauce for innovation? 
every game of pretend, every sandbox city, and every make-believe adventure is a child's way of making sense of the world, of pushing boundaries, and of quite literally playing with possibilities. So dear champions of young minds, as we set forth on this captivating journey, remember this. Play isn't just what children do. It's the language through which they converse with the universe. And as we will discover, this dialogue is profound, essential, and oh-so-magical. I love to say that play is not something that we do. Play is not something children do. Play is not something that teachers do. And it's not something we do in the classroom, even though it is something you do. It's not just something you do. It's not just a thing or a strategy that you use. It is a philosophy, a state of being, a lifestyle. Play is life. So let's embark a little bit deeper into the enigmatic forest of our brains, following the shimmering trails left by play, leading us to hidden nooks and crannies. Our first stop, the bustling metropolis of the brain, the prefrontal cortex. Imagine this as the control center, where decisions are made, plans are drafted, and problems, well, they're fearlessly tackled. Each time a child decides whether to build a tall tower or a sprawling castle, this magnificent region lights up like the brightest star in the night sky. Now, journey with me a bit deeper to a very emotive locale, the amygdala. Think of it as the heart's neighbor in the brain realm. Here, emotions find their voice. When little Maria feels a rush of joy sharing toys or the sting of sadness when her tower topples, it's the amygdala narrating her emotional story. But our adventure would not be complete without sailing the waves of the hippocampus, the memory maestro. It's like a magical library where every game of pretend and every fairy tale reenacted gets its own enchanting book on the shelf. And the best part, these aren't just stories. They're bridges to understanding the real world. This is where the brain architecture comes in. Are you feeling the thrill yet? Because you know your kids are. So hold on, because we're about to surf the dopamine waves. This delightful neurotransmitter is the brain's personal cheerleader. Each time a child finds joy in play, dopamine ensures they're rewarded with a burst of happiness, urging them to dive deeper into this world of discovery. That's why play is so joyful. And sometimes play can be sad if they're reenacting things or they're going through deep things, but this is why it's healing for those deep processes because it brings joy. Speaking of diving deeper, did you know that Dr. Marion Diamond, a revered neuroscientist, discovered that rats exposed to toys and play had a thicker cerebral cortex? That's the outermost layer of the brain associated with higher thought processes. So essentially, play was literally expanding their brains. This is a big worry for screen time, the development of the cerebral cortex or the lack thereof or how it is developing it. So we know through this that play makes it thicker and deeper and everything that we need to make it what it needs to be. So picture it. The brain is like the grand orchestra, each instrument playing its unique tune. Play, play is the maestro, orchestrating, harmonizing, and creating a symphony that is the song of childhood. Rich, multi-layered, and infinitely beautiful. So let's pause here. Amidst the harmony of the brain, let's marvel at the wonder of it all. Play isn't just a pastime. It's a guide, an illuminator, unlocking realms within the mind that even the most elaborate lesson 
might not reach. As we continue our expedition, let's dive into the awe-inspiring construction sites of the mind. Today, we're donning our hard hats to observe how play acts as the ultimate architect constructing the cognitive edifices of tomorrow. Imagine the brain as a vast cityscape with roads, bridges, towers, and parks, the blueprints drafted in the playrooms, sandboxes, and story corners of childhood. So every puzzle is solved, every make-believe quest, and every playful experiment acts like a bricklayer, stacking experiences and knowledge, good old teacher scaffolding, one atop of the other, forming the skyscrapers of cognitive prowess. And who can forget the age-old game of peekaboo? Simple, right? Yet, researchers have found it lays the foundation for object permanence. That's right. That giggly little game subtly tells our little ones that even if they can't see something, that it still exists. A crucial building block for logical thinking. So let's traverse to another heartwarming story. Ever seen a toddler pretend to feed their teddy? It's not just mere play. Dr. Rebecca Gomez of the University of Arizona suggests each pretend play can pave the way for improved language skills. So as they share imaginary tea with their toys, they're brewing a pot of linguistic capabilities as well. And in this grand metropolis of the mind, bridges symbolize connections. Remember playing connect the dots or building train tracks? These aren't just games. They're early lessons in understanding sequences and consequences, vital skills that form the bridges between thought islands. And the lush parks. They're areas of relaxation, resilience, and social interactions. Group games, team plays, those moments of shared jubilation, and yes, even disputes over a toy cultivate emotional intelligence and social skills. These green patches in our brain city teach cooperation, patience, and empathy. Do you feel the vibrancy, the hustle and bustle of this ever-evolving city? It's being designed every moment with each throw of a ball and every song sung, every castle built in the air and on the sands. So as we take a momentary pause on this rooftop, Overlooking the magnificent skyline of cognitive development, remember that play isn't just leisure. It's the chief architect of the future, designing minds that will one day design our world. I want you to envision the most magnificent sunrise over this cognitive city. This isn't just any dawn. It's the unveiling of a world crafted and shaped by the hands of play. Here is an inspiring tale from Japan, the ancient art of kintsugi. When pottery breaks, instead of hiding the cracks, they're mended with gold, celebrating imperfections. This resonates so deeply with the philosophy of play. Every stumble in a game, every failed castle, and every toppled tower is a lesson. And like kintsugi, These failures aren't dismissed. They're highlighted, celebrated, and learned from. Imagine highlighting and celebrating your failures, your mistakes. Nobody loves to do that. But how often does that happen in play? Like how often are children putting something down and dropping things along the way while they're carrying everything? Or how often does a block tower fall over? And 
we make it a learning moment. We help them regulate emotionally and figure out problem solving, how they can keep it from falling down again, or how we can talk to other friends about body awareness or whatever it may be. We are highlighting that for children. We are normalizing it, making it okay. I definitely grew up in a time where failure wasn't looked at like this. It definitely wasn't from a mindful state and we were afraid to fail. Therefore, we were aiming for perfectionism and that was not good. There's so much pressure and anxiety with that. It wasn't joyful sometimes to do playful things because of that. This beautiful art of kintsugi really is a beautiful way of understanding that cracks are beautiful. Cracks are necessary Why not make them beautiful and highlight them? And something from our favorite Stanford psychologist, Dr. Carol Dweck, she speaks of in uh, Growth Mindset, another book that is part of the book club because I'm obsessed with Growth Mindset, the belief that abilities can be developed. What better way to nurture this mindset than through play. Play so naturally connects with the growth mindset. I mean, play is basically building a growth mindset. Each challenge, each redo, and each imaginative venture stretches the boundaries of what's possible. And that's exactly how that growth mindset is developed. If you have a growth mindset, you are so much more open to things. And so let's swing by the playground of history for a moment. Did you know that many of the luminaries we celebrate today, like Einstein or Curie, attributed their groundbreaking discoveries not just to rigorous study, but also to their playful and curious natures. Their minds danced in the realms of what-ifs and maybes. These are all hallmarks of a playful spirit. In Stuart Brown's book, I believe, he shares that NASA... And this is also, I think this study is out there, but they were looking for new scientists or astronauts, or I forget exactly, but they were looking for scientists and they discovered that the scientists that they wanted and were right for the study that they were doing all had the same past. And that all of these people that were coming out of like MIT and all of these wonderful schools that they didn't want to hire all had the same previous past. The people they didn't want to hire didn't play. They didn't tinker. And it turns out that everybody that they did want to hire played a lot in their youth. They were very smart and they did their studies, but it wasn't all about that. They tinkered, they experimented, they tried, they failed, they tried again. And they really deepened their growth mindset and their problem-solving skills and their flexibility and their openness to ideas and hypotheses And that's what they were looking for. And they all attributed it to starting through play. So we need to let our kids play, to build their brains, to make them smarter, to make them better, to make them everything that they need to be for a bright future for our country. Now stick with me for yet another metaphor because we know I love a metaphor. Imagine, if you will, the river of life. Along its banks are milestones of learning and growth. But the most thrilling rapids, the most serene bends, and the most enlightening streams, they're carved out by the waters of play. The river doesn't just flow. It sings, it dances, it leaps, and yes, sometimes it even takes a playful detour. 
It said that laughter is the shortest distance between two people. So extend that and you'll find that play is the bridge that connects our souls. It brings together generations, cultures, and above all, it reminds us of a universal truth. We are born to play, to explore, and to wonder. So as we wrap up this melodious journey, remember this. Play is not just child's work. It's the song of the soul, the dance of the mind, and the canvas of the imagination. Your brain is a city that they are building. They are the architects. Play is the architect. Let's vow to keep the music playing, the colors splashing, and most importantly, let the echoes of joyous play reverberate in every corner of our classroom so it can reverberate in every corner of the world. And that's it for this episode. We will see you in the next one. Until then, play on.